Time to go around the country. Thanks to Fleet Network. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save your thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. Gary Kibbertson joins Skirt. No, you're not here Friday, are you? Uh, Josh Kennedy yeah. uh, on Friday between 7 and 8. We're talking all things prelim finals and news for Loop Logics, the future of construction management. For a free demo, visit looplogics.com. Had a few disasters yesterday with our phone system, uh, but we have moved our around the country to today. And fishwhiting, afl.com.au is keeping an eye on Jack Payne up there ahead of the Brisbane Carlton Games 3.15, our time at the Gabba. Fish, appreciate your time. Jack Payne, he doesn't look all that well for me. He's got an ankle injury. Nah, gosh, he doesn't. He trained yesterday, and I use the term trained very loosely. He barely got out of a jog. It looked really uncomfortable when he tried to run. They pulled him uh, out of the session, out of his rehab session, recovery session, about 45 minutes in, and he went to the rooms and didn't come back. So, He'll attempt to do the main training session on Thursday, tomorrow, and that'll be the ultimate test for him, whether they can get him up or not. Now, I'm not sure whether he'll, he'll get jabbed up tomorrow and see how he goes or, or, or what they'll do, but he, he looks a bit off the pace yesterday, at least. Darcy Gardner, the likely replacement? Mm, yeah, he is. He got held out of the Lions VFL preliminary final match on Saturday. Uh, almost as cover, I think, and he's had a pretty injury-interrupted year himself. He's only played a couple of senior games, but he has had a few weeks back through the VFL. He's fit, and he'd be the likely option. They do have the option of going with Dara Joyce as well, but Darcy Gardner would be the man. Fish, uh, old boy, watch uh, Jack Gunston trained. Any hope, Dan Ridge? Any hope at all? <laughs> we just put a line through him here. I think we put a line through him for this weekend. No. But he trained, Richie, Richie trained yesterday. Gunston trained. He trained well. He'd be available. I don't think they'll go with him. Uh, disrupt that really dynamic forward line they've got. But Richie's probably sweating on an injury. He did play in the VFL prelim at the weekend. Brisbane got bundled out. So there'll be no game for him this weekend. But he's he'd be the next cab off the rank if one of those halfbacks go down in preliminary final week and Brisbane make it through. Yeah, he got chaired off. Uh, well done to Richie. Hey, Fish, mm-hmm. also, what's the vibe like in Queensland for this game? Of course, Carlton, everyone's talking Carlton. Carlton has a massive following and they do travel and they do like to get up into Queensland. Queensland and the like, so it's going to be pretty noisy and we know it's not all about the members for one team when it comes to preliminary final time. What's your vibe up there uh, covering footy all year in the last couple of years? What's your vibe for the the vibe in Brisbane town? Yeah, a ton of excitement. I mean, this weekend in Brisbane in general is huge. The Brisbane Broncos are playing the NRL uh, preliminary final the same night, a couple of hours after the Lions match. So they're essentially back-to-back matches here in Brisbane and they're both sold out. The whole town's heaving about both. Everyone loves a winner in Brisbane, and um, they're right on board the Lions at the moment. And every media network known to man was out at Lions yesterday. They'll be there again tomorrow uh, at the main training session. So, yeah, there's a real, real buzz in Brisbane at the moment. Uh, brilliant, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. And we always appreciate your updates on what's going on in uh, Queensland and enjoy the, the great week. Now, we're going to go to Adelaide right now. We're going to speak to our man, Michael Angelo Rucci. But before we do, it would be, it'd be remiss of me not to remind him of this. They look better prepared for a final than they have for a long time. Can't win it. Can't win it. Anyway. Well, you keep saying it. You keep saying it. But I tell you what... <laughs> 
I reckon you're going to go on that list of notes that Ken Inkley will have on the dice yeah. on grand final day. Tim Gossage, you were wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> uh, I, just want, I, want, I just want to have some ammo for corn. Yeah, well, that script's been uh, tossed in the bin and no longer required. Uh, morning, Roach. What's been the fall, what's been the fallout, mate? Because you know I hate to say it, but my man was right. Well, yes, he got it right. He must have had a very good crystal ball to see what was going to unfold over that period. No, Gostradamus. <laughs> yeah, yes, they were considerably banged up by the time they played Saturday night. Now. What comes out of all that is massive disappointment to go out in straight sets. Um, yeah, but they've they've got a fair bit to review, and particularly with the state of their list, we know where the holes are, and they will see what they do through the trade period. They've got three men lined up to bring in, but it'll be interesting if it covers all the gaps that have been exposed over this final series, and some of them are even with with issues that you can't handle with list management. They, they've got some players who would have to look at their form that over several final series and say are they actually up to that level? Mm, the, the three that they're thinking about bringing in too aren't exactly world beaters mate, they're not going to no, change change Port yeah, Adelaide's mate. way um, I, I'm really interested in, and we spoke about it for the last few weeks the, the fallout from re-signing Ken Hinckley because we know there's been that that group of supporters that think he can't get it done in finals they re-signed him after the, uh, the great streak of 13 in a row and now it's happened again. What's it been like in Adelaide, mate? Well, it's vicious. It's the point whereby you even saw during the game is, you know, a couple of lads who had the sign saying sack Hinkley. I mean, they've had that sign for some time and that's that's just the point is that Ken Hinkley hasn't commanded the faith of the Port Adelaide fans like he did in 2013 and 2014 and a lot of people are saying 11 years is a long time to show faith in a coach who hasn't delivered a grand final appearance or a premiership. So it's a, it's a challenge for Port Adelaide's admin and its board to actually you know, push forward the case as to why they did sign Ken Eagley in August who didn't wait for the final series to end. Really odd, strange. Hey, there's been some changes at both clubs. The, the, the Sorry, cr- hang on. Just to roll that one back, what was strange? Which bit strange? Timing. Timing. It's just that it's, it's happened so many times. For it. As I said, you know, there, there's so much doubt whether he can get it done in in September. And once again, it's proven that it's... 13-game uh, winning streak and then chose, then came through a four- or five-game losing streak and then... But that was never the issue, was it? The, the winning streak was never the issue. The issue around Ken Hinkley has always been around September. <laughs> and for him to go early before and for this to happen again is so what's going to change. The same issue... Issues always around September. Well, if we're going to do that, let's actually do what good people do. You know, in business, in life, anyway. If you're going to actually look at something, look at it deep. And if you can win two qualifying finals at home against Geelong, which was one of the greatest teams of the past decade, you're not not a clown in the way in which you Mm. coach. Mm. If you are a board that has a fair bit of information, which is not only internal, but also external analysis, that says your football program is very sound and this coach has no sign of decay with what is going on in the football program. You're back in that program. Now, the other other point of that is, if it's not technically, where does Port go next? Now, we're not talking about something that was done on a whim of 13 13 wins. They, They did a fair bit of work to actually look at where they were and what they were all about and what Ken Hinckley's about. And 
it's the reactionary stuff that some people are having at the moment is not actually understanding where Port was at and what happened over the last seven weeks after they went on that 13-game winning streak. So if, if he's got a program that is delivered more wins than any other team but Brisbane since 2020, it can't be that bad, can it? You've got players lining up at the door wanting to come in. It cannot be a case of a club in decay. No, no, there's, there's no, there's no word of that. There's, I'm certainly not saying that whatsoever. That the clubs in the decay. The, the clubs are strong, strong club. But you know, and you're a Port Adelaide man, Rich. You know that Port Adelaide is based on premierships, and they're ba- and that and that is all that all that they care about. And if that can't be done, yeah, well, premierships, premierships came every two years, supposedly mm. in the sample. Mm. That, that's that's the notion they have. Now, can you tell me, is there a club in the AFL? that wins a flag every two years. I mean, we're talking about a competition which has now exposed everyone to the realities of when you get manufactured situations with drafts and salary caps. Collingwood's only won one flag in the past three decades. Especially, you know, the biggest club in the land, as Eddie McGuire keeps telling us. The richest club in the land is West Coast, who finished last this year. Essendon, does anyone remember when Essendon last won a final? This is one of the clubs that's won more premierships than anyone else in the EFL AFL. Everyone's now admiring Carlton. What sort of a run have they had for the past 20 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I understand. All of a sudden, Port Adelaide was this enormous fish in the sand for and could just swallow up everything. Was that going to just immediately translate to the AFL, where you're finding big clubs, famous clubs, rich clubs, can't even live up to that standard? Because in the end, it's an enormously tough competition. Now... Did Port Adelaide create a chance for itself in 2023? Yes, it did. And it then fell apart at the end for, for reasons which go well beyond Ken Inkley. But I, I, I keep going back. If you're going to look at what Port Adelaide was this year, where did you tip them to finish at the, at the start of the year? What was your prediction at the start of the year what this group was going to do? Uh, I think I had them fourth or fifth. Um, I expected big oh, things. They finished fifth. Mm. They finished fifth. So I'm an expert now, in Rich. Is it, is it a missed opportunity, a wasted opportunity? Well, everyone's going to have a different view on that. But I think if, if everyone's going to suddenly pinpoint the whole issue on Ken Inkley, it's going to go round and round in circles. Because in the end, there are bigger issues at Port Adelaide than just the coach. Right, no, fair, always, fair point. And always is. No, yeah. good on your reach. And as long as uh, he's got you know strong mouthpieces like yourself and Kane Corns in his camp, he's oh, going to be pretty comfortable. Oh, good on you, mate. Mike Lansley, oh, Richie, he's getting the last word in, Rich. He's going to cut you off now. And Rich, no, he's got to go. <laughs> uh, Jeff Smith has been waiting patiently. Fox Sports in Sydney. GWS, wow we. Yeah, it's a big, big sound out there, western part of town. I tell you what, boys, your other guests come on and give you such good analysis, and then I feel like I come in and give you a minute of tripe, and then we say goodbye. Because <laughs> you got some good calls around there. But you're right, there is a big, big sound. And I tell you what, there is a fair bit of belief going into this one, too. I know Collingwood are the form side of the comp, but I think the way that the Giants <laughs> are playing at the moment and the way that they're um, sort of moving the ball, and I don't think anyone uh, is safe against them. And nah. Look, I know round nine they got absolutely pants by uh, the Pies. It was a long time ago, and they had a few key players missing that day too. No Toby Green, no Sam Taylor, and no Kieran Briggs, who's probably been one of the key reasons they've been able to turn this season around, I reckon. He's become a real standout ruckman. 
And the mids have dominated. I give him a real good chance here, boys. Yes. Oh, whatever, Smithy. I reckon. Hey, uh, <laughs> Smithy. Josh is up with you. I've been I've been caught up in the tsunami for a long time, and I am that excited about what they're going to do against Collingwood. It's just going to be one big disappointing grand final. No Carlton and Collingwood. How good is that going to be? No <laughs> Brisbane. Wrong with Giants. Well, I want the two. What? Good clubs to be in, not just two big clubs because they've got lots of supporters. I want the two teams that deserve to no, be there. Well, you make whatever to you as well. That's a national competition, isn't it, boys? Yeah. The the country. Yeah, good man, Smithy. I uh, mean, good for footy. It'll be good for footy in the West out here. Uh, yeah, they've been pretty successful, haven't they, over yeah, their time? And incredible. they just need to just cut the top it off. Yeah, incredible. And off yeah, your trough. Off your trough. Right <laughs> if they get Brisbane at the MCG, good on you, Smithy. Appreciate your patience. Fox Sports, he's going to cover GWS out there doing a great job. Let's go to Drew Jones, who's been incredibly busy up there. A lot of focus on these two teams. Hey, the AFL Awards were on last night. Um, How'd you go, Jonesy? How'd you How'd go, you go? Jonesy? You pick up one? Uh, no, I'm an entrant for flog of the year, but uh, oh. didn't, get that, didn't get that one either. So, uh, Who won I'm that? I'm definitely not getting, not getting rewarded for my talents or for my personality. No, oh, if you got flog of the year, he gets it every year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, it's harsh but fair, but I love the media giving the media awards, Jonesy. I think it's fantastic. Well, no one else is going to do it, so <laughs> we should congratulate ourselves. No, but um, shout out to SEN Tommy Morris. He got uh, the Alf Brown Award, which is the best performed AFL media reporter over the year, and that was based around breaking the, the Damien Hardwick leaving Richmond story. So um, yeah, we know he's going through, gone through his challenges, but... Um, has bounced back in a, in a big way, and he was really gracious last night. So. Yeah, he nailed, a, he nailed a couple of beauties. Hey, what's the feeling like, mate? Um, I've seen clips from Pies training. It looks pretty busy down there. How's everyone moving along? Obviously, Nick Dacos is the big focus as well, and that's all we care about. The Pies, how are they going? Oh, boy, it is pumping yeah. at uh, the AIA Centre, uh, as it always is. But the fact that it's school holidays, open training sessions, it, the Pies are communicate really well with their fans as to when they can come along and, and be involved. So lots of training today, huge amount at Carlton on Monday. Obviously, there's a lot of um, momentum behind both of these teams. Um, Dacos is fine. He's just been bu- building beautifully the last couple of weeks, moving really well, ramping up the change of direction probably from about 10 days ago. So that fractured kneecap, all good to go. And I guess it, it becomes quite simple for them, really. It's, it's Taylor Adams out um, and Dacos in. And, yeah, they're, they're absolutely cherry ripe. I guess we, we kind of forget the last, you know, three or four games. They haven't had, you know, essentially the best player in the competition playing, so he's going to give them a big boost on Friday. Yeah, Braden Maynard might get close to Toby Green, but I'll tell you what, uh, there's going to be a lot of people loving Toby Green on Friday night, and Braden Maynard would want to be on his uh, A game. He'd want to be on his best behaviour as well, because if he goes out there and whacks someone again... Um, he might find himself with a couple of weeks this time, but mm. uh, that, that could be a fascinating matchup. But Isaac Quainor, I think, is built for it as well. So they've got a couple of really good options to look after Toby Green. I just don't think it's possible to stop him right now. He's so hot mm. that you just need to limit his influence if possible. Um, but he is in ripping form. So that's going to be one of the matchups to watch. Last one before we let you go. We've got news pressing. Matt Rose, a great appointment, but Adrian Dodoro, the beginning of the end for his long term reign there at, at Essendon. Yeah, Craig Vozzo sort of pulling the strings there um, and bringing in Matt Rose, who's highly rated, you're right, within the system. And then, um, yeah, it's been a, a complete revamp for the Bombers. So perhaps heading in the right direction, New Era, under Brad Scott. 
Um, and Matty Rose, I'm sure, is going to be a great addition for them. And we'll get that Tigers um, announcement soon on their new coach, either Uze or McQuanta. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, mate, uh, all the best because next week you'll be, I don't know what you'll do, you'll either fly to Brisbane, busy, you'll be fly to Brisbane or to oh, GWS to wrong with you? cover it for Fox Sports because you won't be worrying about a team in Melbourne. Appreciate your time, oh. mate. Anyways, there is Drew Jones here. It's always a pleasure from Fox Sports. A break. Hamish Brayshaw, the sound of Mellis has arrived. There's a function going on next door, and there's sort of a mixture of this. We saw Phil Narkel. Oh, the great match. There's a whole range of sporting clubs walking in and identities. What's going on there? You're aware that there's a Waffle Grand Final this weekend? Yeah, I don't think that's a Waffle Grand Final. be something to do with it, wouldn't it? Okay, okay, maybe it is. There's Tommy Bottrell. South Fremantle's finest in Swan Districts. He was, Swan District. he was the CEO of Swans for a while. Yeah, he was there. He just said. We'll just give you a rolling commentary <laughs> of who's walking past the studio right now. This is awesome. Let's get a breakaway. Luke Logic. Here's a guy that's just coming to work at Optus Stadium. Yeah. He's got nothing to do with the function, but he's just coming to work. Yeah. He must do something here. These two ladies look completely lost in what they're doing here. Uh, double demerits apply from uh, Thursday night. That's tomorrow night until midnight on Monday for speeding or using a mobile phone or radar detector while driving. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. Hamish Brasher after the 7.30 news.